13% of us, one 3%, like our jobs most of the time. 63% of us are what they called sleepworking. You don't like it, you don't hate it, you just kind of tolerate it. And 24% of us hate and fear our jobs. That's Johan Hari. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Appreciate you joining me today as we have one of my favorite authors and journalists, Johan Hari, back on the show. And I was introduced to his work by reading one of his amazing books, entitled Lost Connections, which was a book or which is a book about the causes of depression and some of the unconventional solutions to fix those problems. So I got inspired to look for some of the talks with him and I came across today's clip, which is a really, really good clip that I actually a good talk that I really recommend that you would listen to the entire thing. But like sticking to the five to 15 minute format that we have for the show, I picked a small section in which he talks about the link between depression as it relates to our work. And in the talk, he talks about the one key reason or the the most influential reason why people hate their job. And toward the end of the talk, he gives us a way in which to change it. So without giving too much more away, let's jump right into this one with Johan Hari. Enjoy. One of the other causes of depression and anxiety that I, I learned about was, I noticed loads of people I know who are depressed and anxious, their depression and anxiety focuses around their work. So I started to think, well, what's the evidence about this? Right? How do people actually feel about their work? Maybe my friends are unusual. I looked at the, the evidence, the massive opinion study by Gallup of this. And what they found was, of us, one 3%, like our jobs most of the time. 63% of us are what they called sleepworking. You don't like it, you don't hate it, you just kind of tolerate it. And 24% of us hate and fear our jobs. This thing that 87% of us don't like doing is spreading over more and more of our lives. The average British person now answers their first work email at 7.47 a.m. and leaves work at 7.15 p.m. I started to think, Could the fact that we don't like the thing we're doing most of the time have some effect on our mental health? So I started to look for who'd done research on this, what evidence is there on this. And there's an amazing man, an Australian social scientist called Professor Michael Marmot, who discovered the key factor, it's not the only one, but the key factor that causes depression at work. If any of you guys go to work tomorrow morning and you are controlled, so you have low or no choices about the work you do, you are much more likely to become depressed and anxious. You're actually even more likely to die of a stress-related heart attack. And I think, I'm going a little bit beyond what Professor Marmot says here, but I think this is related to this idea of our needs, right? 
People need to feel their lives have meaning. And if you're controlled, you can't create meaning out of your work. And at first when I learned this from Professor Marmot and lots of other experts, I actually misunderstood what they were telling me. I thought they were saying, okay, you've got this elite 13% of people who get to have nice lives and the rest of us are like condemned to the shit, right? And I was like, well, hang on a minute. You know, my dad was a bus driver. My brother's a delivery guy. My grandmother's job was to clean toilets. Are you saying that they're just condemned to these miserable lives? And Professor Marmot said to me, no, Johan, you don't understand. It's not work that makes you a bit depressed. It's being controlled at work. And so I went on a journey to see, well, what's the antidepressant for that? Turns out there's a a very good one. If I explain it, you're going to think for a minute that I'm saying you should all go and do this tomorrow, and you're going to be like, I can't do this. And you're right, most people can't. This is an argument for structural change in how our society works rather than just individuals doing it. So I went to Baltimore and met a woman called Meredith Keogh. Meredith used to go to bed every Sunday night sick with anxiety. She had an office job. It wasn't, as she would tell you, it wasn't the worst office job in the world. She wasn't being bullied or harassed or anything. But it was controlled, it was monotonous, and she couldn't bear the thought this was going to be the next 40 years of her life. So one day with her husband, Josh, Meredith did this quite bold thing. Josh had worked in bike stores since he was a teenager. You know, it's pretty controlled work in the US. It's even more insecure than here. You don't even get healthcare, that kind of thing. And one day, Josh was with his colleagues in this bike store, and they just asked themselves, what does our boss actually do? They quite liked their boss. He wasn't the worst person in the world, right? But they were like, we seem to fix all the bikes and he seems to make all the money, right? They decided they were going to set up a bike store of their own, but they would work on a different principle. The place they'd worked before was a corporation. Most people in this room will work in corporations. You know how it works. The boss at the top is like the commander of an army and you've all got to obey him, right? Or her. Um, They decided they were going to set up a business that works on a very... By the way, that, the the corporation, very recent human invention. Uh, they decided they were going to work in a different way. Their business isn't a corporation, it's a democratic cooperative. That means they don't have a boss. They take decisions together about the direction of the business by voting once a week. They share out the good tasks and the shitty tasks so no one gets stuck with the shitty tasks. Uh, They, of course, share the profits. And one of the things that was fascinating to me, spending time in their very successful business, Baltimore Bicycle Works, was how many of them, totally in line with Professor Marmot's findings, said, talked about how they used to feel depressed and anxious in this previous way of working when they were controlled, but didn't feel depressed and anxious in a workplace where they had agency, where they could take decisions, where the things they wanted could be converted into the things around them. And it's important to say, it's not like they quit their jobs fixing bikes and went off to, I don't know, become Beyonce's backing singers, right? They fixed bikes before, they fix bikes now. The difference is now they've got control over their work. And When I learned that and I spent a lot of time there and went to visit other democratic cooperatives, kept thinking, how many people do you know who are depressed and anxious, who'd feel really differently if they knew that tomorrow they were going into a workplace that they controlled, um, where they had a say, where if there has to be a boss, he's elected by them and accountable to them. That's a very different way of spending most of our waking lives. It's a much more empowering one. There's no reason why we should be structuring our societies in this way that is making us feel so bad, right? Everyone in this room has lived through incredible uh, civilizing transformations, right? I'm gay. I didn't even hear the concept of gay marriage until I was 20. Um, The women in this room don't need me to mansplain this to them, but like my grandmothers, when they got married, weren't even allowed to have bank accounts in their own names, right? We've all lived through civilizing transformations that people fought for. 
I think this is a civilizing transformation that we should be fighting for. I think it's an antidepressant. Big thanks to Johan Hari for stopping by. If you'd like to watch the entire talk, which I highly, highly recommend that you do, you can go to YouTube and type in Johan Hari, Depression, The Real Causes and Unexpected Solutions. And if you'd like to connect with him and his work, you can go to his website, johanhari.com. His Instagram is Johan period Hari. And his YouTube is also Johan Hari. And you could pick up his latest book, which is entitled Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. And the one that I highly, highly recommend is entitled Lost Connections, Uncovering the Real Causes of Depression and the Unexpected Solutions. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Johan, you can go to the show description and look at our previous episode section where there'll be a list of all the previous episodes that he's been featured on the show. And he's actually our first guest. So he's on episode number one and episode number two. So you can go back and check that out. And I'll have all the links to everything I just mentioned, along with the link to the entire talk and all the previous episodes that he's been featured on the show. They will all be in the show description below so you can check that out. And when you get a chance, please follow the show or share it with as many people that you think can be positively impacted by the show. And lastly, follow me on Instagram at The Depression Detox Show. And I think that you'll really like the post that I have there because I actually take a snippet of the talks that you're hearing right now. And then you'll get the visual aspect of it on Instagram. And I make it into these bite-sized pieces so you can... um really get the information as quickly as possible. So check me out over there. Actually, the one that is the most popular that I have on Instagram is actually by Johan Hari. I think it, as of the recording today, it has about 160,000 views. So you can go and check that out. I have it pinned on my reel. So you can go to the reel section. I believe it's the first pin. So you can check that out. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.